politics for the earth. In the subtitle of this essay, the concept of the Anthropocene was called a stage, Zustand, in the margins of the earth's history. In this context, it should now be evident just how much the term stage is undercut by radical irony. Because it is defined by an apocalyptic logic in which running ahead to the end remains associated with returning to the present moment. The Anthropocenic situation is the opposite of everything that in historical times has connected human beings with firm conceptions of what a stage is. Whether we call this the state, the status quo, das Bestehende, quote-unquote all that is solid, the institutions or in framing, gestell. Bruno Latour, in an incisive passage from his 15th Gifford lecture in February 2013, has noted that Thomas Hobbes' legendary conceptual pairing, that of the quote-unquote state of nature, and its overcoming by the stage of state formation, Staatszustand, is currently undergoing an unexpected semantic change. A new state of nature has begun that no leviathan will be able to tame. A new war of all against all has been unleashed in which it is not merely wolves and sheep, or armed nations and homicidal ideologies which are ranged against each other. The extremely diverse and for the time being stateless ensemble of agents that populate the Earth's field of battle in common with human quote-unquote societies now clash on very obscure fronts. Carbon dioxide, the sea level, algae, computers, microbes, tuna fish, meteorites, antibiotics, algorithms, methane gas, human rights, wind turbines, genetically modified corn, kidney transplants. The ironically renewed quote-unquote state of nature is neither identical to the chaos of creation, nor can it provide what used to be offered by the modern conception of a stage. As a result, the Anthropocenic situation requires a new constitutional debate, which in the best-case scenario will result in a process of governing not modelled on that of the Leviathan, or better, in a network of such processes. In such a network, not only are constitutional bodies and those who bear rights defined within the framework of a political relationship that is to be newly established called Earth Citizenship, but even the convocation of the collective of earth citizens is, as such is to be conducted anew in diverse formations, both within the terms of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and beyond it. It is to be expected that these processes will resemble a titanic clash. The citizens of the earth shall then assemble themselves, answering the battle cry launched in 1836 by the poet Christian Dietrich Graber, Nothing but desperation can save us now. The fact that a few of our most important commentators draw on the memory of religious reform movements in order to motivate the agents of contemporary civilization to make the necessary change of attitude reveals how desperate the Anthropocenic weather system has become. Since the 1960s and 70s, 
authors such as Everton Illich, Rudolf Barrow, Hans Jonas, Carl Friedrich von Weizsäcker, René Girard, and Carl Amory have argued along these lines. In more recent times, the voices of Robert N. Bella, Bruno Latour, Pope Francis, and others have been added. The tone of eschatological despair was nowhere to be heard more clearly than in the left-wing Catholic journalist and novelist Karl Amory, who was one of the intellectual founders of the German Green Party before he abandoned the party because of its disappointing pragmatic conformism. In light of calamitous contention and resource wars, Amory postulated a mobilisation of fundamentalist religious forces on a scale beyond all previous religious practices. On his view, it is particularly developed in the text Die Botschaft des Jahrtausends von Leben, Todd und Würde. That would be the message of the millennium on life, death and dignity. The technologically advanced fraction of humanity must first and foremost learn to rise above its biologically determined terrestrial, all-too-terrestrial panic over survival. The task, its task is to create a new Ars Moriendi with a religious foundation, which in the author's sense of the term means with a metabiological foundation. Such an Ars Moriendi will, at the same time, facilitate an ethos that is characterised by a more just division of the chances for existence between nations and species. As desperate as this line of thought might sound, Amory's intervention demonstrates that the political ontology of Earth citizenship entails the demand for a political anthropology in which human beings would again be understood as they were in the days of Greek epic and Attic tragedy, as fundamentally mortal. Their common point of reference would no longer be an Olympus, inhabited by gods who are free from the world's cares. It would be the earth itself, shared in common by mortals throughout its various regions, an earth that is too real to play the role of traditional transcendence, but also too transcendent to ever become the property of a single imperial power. In this regard, we still consider Hulderlin's vision of the human being poetically inhabiting the earth to be a compelling one. The concept of the Anthropocene includes a spontaneous minima moralia for the present age. It implies care for the cohabitation of earth citizens in both human and non-human form. It prompts us to work together in a network of simple and more advanced settings in which the agents of the current world will create their existence in the mode of co-immunity.